Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Episode 4, Season 3 of the Universal Freemason Podcast. I'm your host, J.T. Asher, and this is my birthday, so welcome to what I'm going to call the birthday episode. <laughs> all right. Um, I've, I first want to thank you all for having patience through my ups and downs and uh, the latest delay in getting this new episode produced. Uh, quite frankly, the rash of uh, mass shootings and so many other tragedies and calamities uh, in the United States and uh, worldwide, really, uh, with all of that, I was, I've was been losing a good deal of faith in humanity, uh, as well as losing faith that anything would ever get better or that my quaint little podcast show here would ever fulfill its mission to by teaching Masonic philosophies um, to help make society better. So I grappled with the essence of everything. Uh, you know, it, is it even worth doing or trying any longer? Or is this a waste of time? And really through some meditation, I realized the answers to both questions uh, that are seemingly rhetorical are, yes, it's worth trying to do my part uh, to hopefully improve society, and yes, maybe it's all a waste of time. <laughs> so there you go. And, um, and you know, as I, as I took some time to reboot, I recalled uh, while doing some meditating, just kind of laying back and trying to think of what can I do to help inspire, you know, myself to keep going. And um, as I was meditating on that, I, I remember the farmer, a parable of a farmer planting seeds from old Sunday school lessons um, from uh, way, way back. Um, and it's a New Testament passage where Jesus told a story about the farmer spreading seeds in his field. And Jesus explained in the parable that some seeds landed on the rocks or infertile soil and would never bear fruit. And as he threw the seeds, um, some seeds landed where the ground was fertile, but um, as the seeds sprouted, they got tangled up in weeds. And those seeds soon died. Those plants soon died because of being choked out by the weeds. Uh, but most seeds landed on fertile soil and bore the farmer a good crop. Now the story went on to say that the seeds represented truth and ideals and the soil represented the minds of people or the mind of a people. Now and the parable says that some truths or ideas will land in the mind of some people, and the mind is so infertile that the idea is rejected. But other truths land in minds of some people, but the idea, your idea, or the idea you're trying to convey, might be swallowed up um, by the weeds 
in this person's mind of his other ideas or their other ideas, and it never takes root, never has a chance to grow. But then we learn that other truths or ideas land in the fertile mind, and that idea can change a person's life course. And in turn, hopefully for the better, (laughs) and in turn, that person spreads more of those truths and ideas and so forth and so on. And then as we get that happening, we have a better society. The best ideas sprout and grow and are shared amongst other farmers or people spreading seeds of better ideas. Um, And, you know, I say that can go either way. There's a lot of bad ideas out there, it seems like, lately that get spread and become the truth when there was never any truth or in it or as a bad idea to start with, right? So you'll see that, which makes it all the all the more important for us that are trying to have the good ideas and those of us that are trying to um, have a better society to make sure that, you know, we're vocal too. And it's very likely, you know, some are, some people are going to be unreceptive. And just like what you'll, what I have to take down on my YouTube channel all the time, um, you know, they'll tell you that you worship the devil and they'll accuse you of trying to take over the world. And, <clears throat> and this gets discouraging when it happens. And it's hurtful, actually, because, you know, what you're, you set out to try to do good and you end up with a lot of that kind of backlash of people that don't understand or have, have bought into so much conspiracy that, you know, you're the evil one. But on the other hand, we have to know that we'll also be inspiring and someone will definitely need to hear something you have to say. Someone will need your light to help them through a dark time. You never know who needs it. You never know when they need to hear something good. But I recognize lately it is my duty as a Freemason to deliver goodness and light no matter where I find my own psyche in any given time. And so here we are today together on my 55th birthday, and I hope something I say inspires you. Uh, After a word from our sponsor... Anchor podcast app and our moment of go. We're going to talk more about um, the work of Freemasonry and the good that we can do from chapter 15 of Magnum Opus uh, by Albert Pike. And uh, I'm excited about this. I happened to be doing my research for this podcast and ran across. It just happened to be chapter 15 was what I was going to talk about. And these words so inspired me that I hope that also that any of you who are discouraged by trying to do the good thing and the right thing um, and are just feeling like you're not making any progress, I hope that what I read here today will also lift you up. This is the Universal Freemason Podcast. Happy birthday to me. I'll be right back.
Okay, and I am back, and welcome back to the Universal Freemason Podcast. As I mentioned, um, it's my birthday today, and uh, I woke up inspired uh, and with nothing but the intent of having a a good day today, (laughs) and so far, so good. Um, As planned, I... uh, I went and picked up uh, lunch from a nice little Mexican restaurant that I've been frequenting for a number of years, and uh, it's called Hector's Mexican Restaurant. And um, as a person whose favorite food is called nachos, <laughs> I uh, whenever I go to Hector's, I get the carne asada, what they call super chips nachos. And uh, my lo- my wife loves the uh, carne asada chimichangas and um, we also had some shredded beef tacos and my wife loves their roll tacos so uh, I went and picked it up and brought it home and uh, had the best birthday meal ever with my wife and uh, I'm so full now I can hardly stand it Um, (laughs) so that's why we did it I always take the day off work for my birthday I never I never work on my birthday so um took the day off and I wanted to do that early so that I could um, work the digestion through um, before I go to bed with heartburn. (laughs) um, And, you know, I just got back from the store um, that I bought some cheesecake and we'll have that later and it might even be tomorrow before we have that. Um, And also, you know, peanuts for the squirrel and the curls that um, I've made friends with outside. So <clears throat> it's been such a good day, though, that I thought to myself, I'm like, I'm like, damn, damn, um, you know, you really need to wake up with this intent to have a great day every day because uh, this feels good. And maybe that's what I've been missing. I don't know. But anyway, thank you for taking time to uh, join me uh, on this birthday episode. And thank you for the um, over... Uh, 13,200 plays since March of uh, 2020. Um, you inspire me to keep going, and I, I appreciate you being there. So thank you so much. Uh, today I'm going to read from Albert Pike's magnum opus, and as I mentioned, and this segment is from the, the 15th degree lecture. And, and um, the 15th degree is also known as Knights of the Sword, or Knights of the East, or um, Knights of the Eagle. Uh, now today, I'm not going to delve in so much as to what the degree means symbolically, uh, because I don't want to let the inspiration get lost in too much of the detail. Um, so what I'm going to tell you is, is today I'm going to read sort of a long segment It's a few paragraphs. Bear with me and my stammering um, as I get through it, okay? But this is from page 234 of Magnum Opus by Albert Pike. And it's exactly what I needed right at the right time. And as I mentioned in the uh, prologue uh, for the podcast today, you never know... When you say something that's going to mean something to somebody and inspire them and get them through a time that they're going through. And this, these paragraphs here, 
uh, certainly got me through a time that I've been going through lately. And uh, with the world as it is, it's been really hard to keep myself inspired. So let me take a little drink of water here and... Uh, And then let's get going. So this is from page 234, Magnum Opus, by Albert Pike. <clears throat> Masonry is engaged in her crusade against ignorance, intolerance, fanaticism, superstition, uncharitableness, and error. She does not sail with the trade winds upon a smooth sea with a steady free breeze, fair for a welcome harbor, but meets and must overcome many opposing currents, baffling winds and dead calms. The chief obstacles to her success are the apathy and faithlessness of her own selfish children and the supine indifference of the world. In the roar and crush and hurry of life and business, and tumult and uproar of politics, the quiet voice of masonry is unheard and unheeded. The first lesson which one learns who engages in any great work of reform or beneficence is that men are essentially careless, lukewarm, and indifferent as to everything that does not concern their own personal and immediate welfare. It is to single men and not to the united efforts of many that all great works of man struggling toward perfection are owing. The enthusiast who imagines that he can inspire with his own enthusiasm the multitude that eddies around him or even the few who have associated themselves themselves with him as co-workers is grievously mistaken. And most often the conviction of his own mistake is followed by discouragement and disgust. And I'll stop there for a minute just to say, you know, that's where I've been lately. And it just seems like the more you do, um, the worse society seems to get. <laughs> so, um, well, let's read on. To do all, to pay all, and to suffer all, and then despite all obstacles and hindrances, success is accomplished, and a great work done, to see those who opposed or looked cold, coldly on it claim and reap all the praise and reward, is the common and almost universal lot of the benefactor of his kind. So here's the guy going about trying to be enthusiastic um, trying to do something to inspire people to do better. Nobody seems to help. Um, nobody seems to even give a good uh, word of, of uh, confidence. And um, But yet when things happen and get better, it's, you know, everyone wants to take part in the reward. And that's what Pike is talking about here. Uh, going on. He who endeavors to serve... To benefit and improve the world is like a swimmer who struggles against a rapid current in a river lashed into angry waves by winds. Often they roar over his head. Often they beat him back and baffle him. 
Most men yield to the stress of the current and float with it to the shore. And only here and there the stout, strong, strong heart and vigorous arms struggle on towards ultimate success. It is motionless and stationary that most fret and impede the current of progress. The solid rock or stupid dead tree rested firmly on the bottom and around which the river whirls and eddies. The masons that doubt and hesitate and are discouraged, that disbelieve in the capability of man to improve, that are not disposed to toil and labor for the interest and well-being of general humanity, that expect others to do all, even of that which they do not oppose or ridicule, while they sit applauding and doing nothing, or perhaps prognosticating failure. That's kind of where I was been lately with, um, I've been losing my faith in humanity. But after some time and sitting and thinking about it, and being inspired by things uh, from my childhood, basically, some lessons, you know, I decide to go on, swim against the tide. Let's move on. Next paragraph. There were many such at the rebuilding of the temple. And he's talking about the many that sat applauding and doing nothing or saying how things are just going to fail. He's saying that at the rebuilding of Solomon's temple, there were many like that. They were prophets of evil and misfortune the lukewarm and the indifferent and the apathetic, those who stood by and sneered, and those who thought they did God's service enough if they now and then faintly applauded. There were ravens ravens croaking ill omen and murmurers who preached the folly and futility of the attempt. The world is made up of such, and they are as abundant then as they are now. But gloomy and discouraging as the prospect with lukewarmness and bitter opposition without, our ancient brothers persevered. Let us leave them engaged in the good work, and whenever to us, as to them, success is uncertain, remote, and contingent, let us still remember that the only question for us to ask as true men and masons is, what does duty require and not what will the result of our reward if we do our duty don't worry about your rewards worry about the duty that you need to do masonry teaches that god is a paternal being and has interest in his creatures such as is expressed in the title father an interest unknown to all systems of paganism, untaught in all the theories of philosophy, and interest not only in the glorious beings of our spheres, the sons of light, the dwellers in heavenly worlds, but in us, poor, ignorant, and unworthy, that he has pity for the erring, uh, pardon for the guilty, love for the pure, knowledge for the humble, and promises of immortal life for those who trust and obey him. Without belief in him, life is miserable and the world is dark. The universe is disrobed of splendors. The intellectual tie to nature is broken. The charm of existence is dissolved. 
the great hope of being lost, and the mind, like a star struck from a sphere, wanders through the infinite desert of its conceptions without attraction, tendency, destiny, or end. Masonry teaches that of all the events and actions that take place in the universe of worlds and the eternal succession of ages, there is not one, even the minutest, which God did not forever foresee, with all the distinctness of immediate vision. Wow. Now, to me, that's so inspirational. (laughs) Um, I read this now, and I just want to keep doing the good work of masonry and uh, build up my fellow man. Um, Praise the efforts. Whatever I can do to help. Oh, hi, Siri. And uh, to praise the efforts of others. I hope hope she does help. (laughs) Um, I want to praise the efforts of others lifting humanity from despair. And if Siri can help us, so be it. (laughs) This is a good work that we toil in. Let's not just forget. Um, Like the seeds that we talked about earlier, there's no way to know how great our, our crop will thrive. But we can rest assured that through our works to lift humanity up, we will have inspired many along the way. As Brother John Lewis said, he inspired people to go out and make good trouble. And I'm going to repeat what he says, and I say let's keep going out there into the world with the purpose of making good trouble to right as many wrongs as we can, and to always speak the truth. Thank you for joining me today on my birthday episode. Happy birthday to me. I hope for at least another 10 more. (laughs) Um, My name is J.T. Asher. This has been the Universal Freemason Podcast. Go in peace, so mote it be.